Bring Your Own is a nomadic storytelling series which happens in living rooms, backyards, and other spaces in our New Orleans community. This story was told on October 20th, 2016 at the Radical Arts and Healing Collective, then later produced by Dana Bielik. The evening's theme was uninhabitable. Here, Jeff D. chronicles how privilege or lack thereof goes unnoticed and unchallenged in our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jeff D. and I am privileged. Thank you. But I am not only privileged because of the color of my skin, I am not just white privileged, not just lucky enough to have been born with the shade that catches all the breaks. That's right, I have another privilege too. I have family privilege. Not all white people have family privilege, right? Particularly not all gay white people, right? But I have family privilege. I have a family that loves and supports me, even though they're voting for Donald Trump. That's something gay Southern white people have to deal with, ladies and gentlemen. The fact that your family loves and supports you but always votes for someone who doesn't. But I have a loving family, a mother and father, and a sweet Grammy who have money that they're willing to share with me if I absolutely need it, right? And that's not to say it's always been easy for me. It hasn't. I have had my struggles. I've had my troubles. I remember I wanted to move out of my house right when I started college. I was going to school in my hometown, so I was living with my mom and dad, and I wanted out. I wanted to be on my own. And my mother said, well, Jeffrey, if you want to get out on your own, you're going to have to do it on your own. And so I did. On my own, I drove to my Grammy's house and asked to borrow some money. She gave me the money, and I moved into an apartment. Not a great apartment, but an okay apartment, right? It was fine. I lived with someone who had OCD really, really bad. When you think about it, for a fat, lazy bastard to live with someone with OCD is fucking rocking, right? Like... I lay on the couch, they do all the cleaning, you know what I mean? But she was a little nuts, cause she like would have pots and pans and, and when they would get dirty, she would just throw them away instead of washing them. Every month she had to make a trip to Walmart, you know what I'm talking about? And eventually I was like, I want out of here. I don't wanna live here anymore. I'm tired of not having something to cook rice in. I gotta go, right? So I moved back in with my parents who welcomed me with open arms. Years later, I wanted to go to Los Angeles, right? My cousin offered to let me stay in his trailer. You guys ever lived in a trailer? No, it's awesome. They have those air conditioning vents on the floor. They do. Air conditioner coming up from the, you stand over those things on a hot summer day, it is better than sweet tea, people. It really is. It is so soothing. But I wanted to go to LA, so I moved out to LA. I moved in with the OCD girl again. And the apartment we lived in was not ideal. When you walked through the living room, you went downhill, right? Sometimes there would be water in our light fixture in the hallway. Water while the light was on. I left the light on because not only am I privileged, I'm also an idiot, apparently. 
right? But it didn't bother me that much. It was hot in there. There was no central AC. We had one window unit in the living room. So I would kind of MacGyver fans to the, bat, to the bedroom, you know? I bought one of those big, giant industrial fans that I would put in my bedroom and turn it on at night. It was so powerful. It's one of those big fans, you know, the kind that can, like, move a boat or something, right? So I would turn it on, and it would start blowing shit all around my bedroom. I, I, it would turn my bedroom into the, the, the kids' room from poltergeist you know what I'm talking about like it was ridiculous right but I felt safe I felt okay and when I decided to move back to Louisiana I wanted to come to New Orleans right and what I wanted to do was I wanted to be a teacher okay I wanted to teach because I figured you can't beat the time off right it's easy job easy enough it's easy to teach I was so wrong if you think that, you truly are an idiot, right? Teaching is the hardest job you can ever, ever do. And I got a job as a teacher in inner city New Orleans. It was the hardest thing I had ever done. And in that career move, in challenging myself that way, after doing that job for years and years, after asking my Grammy for more money, I realized how awful my privilege was because when I would look at my students and hear their stories about the infestations in their apartments right um, being kicked out not having a place to live some of them living in cars before they came to school hungry I had one student who was being threatened with eviction and uh, in order to make up for the money <clears throat> of this little small apartment that this family couldn't fit in, they had to decrease the amount of food that they were buying, right? And I don't want to live in a world like that. And so I feel that because I am privileged, that it is my job, it is my duty to stand up for those who aren't. And so I challenge you, all of you in this audience who are privileged as well, if you have a smoke detector that works, you need to stand up. If you have a landlord you can call who will fix your air conditioner the day after it breaks during the summer, you need to stand up. If you have marble countertops, you definitely need to stand up, right? If you feel safe and secure in your home, you need to stand up. This is a problem that cannot go on any longer because feeling safe under your roof is not something that should be a privilege. Thank you.